Happening, friends. Welcome to Friday Show. Boy, howdy, we got a good show for you today. <laughs> Dan and Shay will be in later. Friday morning dance parties. Uh, we have Morgan in Oklahoma who is on the phone right now. Um, I just had a quick question about my wedding. I am getting married in December, and my dad, my biological dad, real dad, whatever you want to call him, has been in and out of my life since I was six years old. Like, I've seen him maybe a handful of times between then and now, and I just turned 24. Well, he just recently came back into my life, and my grandpa is actually walking me down the aisle. But I'm just wondering if I should go ahead and do the father-daughter dance with my dad, or if I should do it with my grandpa, or if I should just get rid of it altogether. That's a great question. I think all are options. I can tell you my story, and then I can kind of... Um, give you my best advice, but I did not have a mother-son dance because even though there were mother-ish figures, my mom isn't alive, so I didn't do that. I also didn't invite my biological father, even though we're not, I would say, um, adversaries anymore. Uh, we're not close, so I didn't invite him. I did invite like his brother, who's my uncle, and mm-hmm. you know, I there. So I'm not completely out, but I don't have a relationship with him, so he did not come. My well, he was my stepfather for you know, five or six years, Arkansas Keith, who he isn't any longer, but he was in the wedding, right? So my point with all of that is, first of all, it's your wedding. You get to you get to mold that clay however you want it. Um, secondly, you have the answer already. Your grandfather has acted as your father figure because your father-daughter dance doesn't have to be your biological dad, but your grandfather is your father figure. You don't owe it to your bio dad to put him in that dance. Heck, you don't owe it to your grandfather, but I think you would like to do that dance. I think it's special. I don't think there's anything wrong. Actually, I think it's pretty great if you do put in the person who served as that father figure for you, which which is your grandfather. So I would encourage you, first of all, to not go by anybody's rules or anybody's template when, when having your wedding. And then secondly, whomever has been the greatest father figure to you, I would say put them in that spot. It sounds to me like it's your grandfather because he wouldn't be walking you down the aisle if, you know, if that weren't the case. So... My advice would be dance with your grandpa. Okay, that's what I've been leaning towards, but you know, I'm starting to get close with my dad again, but I I don't know where the relationship will be by that wedding. When's the wedding? December 11th. You could even do this. I'm not saying to do it. You could switch out halfway through the song. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You could, cut, you could have him cut in. You could start with your grandpa and then have your real dad cut in and give them both like a minute and a half. And honestly, that'd be pretty cool because after doing that dance for like three and a half, four minutes, you're like, all right, what do we do now? <laughs> it's awkward. So think about that. The two options I would give you, your grandfather, if you're just doing it with one, but if you have a relationship you're wanting to build on with your bio dad, why not let him cut in the second half of the dance? So think about that. You don't have to make a decision right now, but whatever your heart tells you is the right answer because there is no wrong answer, okay? Yeah, and I didn't even think about doing that. That sounds like a really good idea, actually. Well, thank you. And you don't have to make that decision until December 10th. Yeah. Or the morning of. Like, that's up to you. Just see where the relationship goes, and it could be a good building block. Okay, thank you guys so much. Morgan, thank you for calling. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. What's happening, friends? Hope you guys have a great weekend. We get to spend today together, though, so appreciate you being here. Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Good morning, Bobby Bones. I have a dilemma. I got a positive result on a pregnancy test today, and I'm meeting my boyfriend's parents this weekend. (laughs) 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 Now, a pregnancy for us is not a complete scandal. We are both in our upper 30s. We have no kids. We clearly know how this works, though. And I know my boyfriend will ultimately be very happy. This just isn't the way we plan this to go. We've been dating for more than a year. We live together. I just haven't met his parents due to COVID. My question to you, do I wait to tell him next week after I meet the parents so he's not anxious or nervous with the parents? Or is it better I tell him right away? Signed, Wandering in the Midwest. Bones, I feel weird that we know before he does. <laughs> Me <too. laughs> Totally. Um, so we got two options. Tell him now or tell him later. I want everybody on the same 
one, two, three, to say, okay? Just just say now or later. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Now. now. Okay. Good. What? Are you crazy? So, I don't know. Me, Amy, Lunchbox went now? Now. Now. Eddie, you're the only dissenter with later. I don't know, dude. I just feel like let's meet the parents, act like everything's cool, and then we can, she can tell him she's pregnant, and then they can figure out how they're going to tell his parents. I feel like it's a heavy backpack for her to wear for a week without him knowing. <sighs> totally. And then if you're that guy and you find out she knew and that she wrote into a radio stay- radio show. Hey, that part we're not going to hold her. We like that. we like that part. But I'm saying if you, I want her to tell him. Like, I'm sure I'm fine with her asking us our opinion for sure. But like, ah, oh, that would just really be difficult but to Amy, swallow. But Amy, the woman always knows before the the man does. I mean, whether it's hours, uh, days, or whatever, they no, take no, a wait, test. You can take it together. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people take it together. And you can all, you got to give him the option that maybe he wants to tell his parents this exciting news. Oh, I don't know that I would tell the parents that. that, Right away. The parents, I don't think I would tell. But, but he can, it's up to him. Yeah. He may not act nervous. It might be fine. (laughs) I just think he deserves to know. Yeah. In the end, he deserves to know. Oh, man. It's just so much. But why does she have to carry that for a week by herself? That's rough. That stinks for her. And then that's assuming he's going to act weird around his parents about it. Oh, he, he might. Will. He might not. He will, 100%. And maybe they decide to tell the parents. Feels a little early to tell the parents. Yeah, they may wait till, what, what do you wait, three months? Yeah, you probably beat that, but still, yes. I say you tell them. I say you plan this segment. And be like, hey, let's listen to the show today. And this comes up. And then just stare at him when it's over. That's kind of cool. I'm going to hit the mailbag jingle. And when this jingle hits, you just stare at him. (laughs) Well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we say, three of us say, tell him. Okay, that's the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Fun Fact Friday. Amy has curated the most fun facts of the week. Five to the number one most fun fact. Let's count them down. Number five. So the student actors in Harry Potter would do their actual schoolwork in the movies to make it seem more real. That's cool. <laughs> so there were student actors and they're like, all right, just go ahead and bust out your real homework right now and this is what you're going to do. <laughs> Morgan, did you know that? No. I've never I'm seen jealous. Harry Potter, so I don't really like go, oh, that's cool. I mean, the movie always seemed very real, so I guess I could see that that happened, but... I just can't imagine through all of their magic they were doing that they were focused on homework. <laughs> Did you like the Harry Potter series or the Avengers series better, if you had to pick? Uh, the Harry Potter series is more nostalgic for me, mm-hmm. but the Avengers series are really good. You'd pick so that? I would pick Avengers. Number four. So AMC, the movie theaters, they plan to accept Bitcoin by the end of this year. I think what? a lot of places are going to start accepting Bitcoin. Really? Are you going to mm-hmm. use, do you have some? I do. You going to use some? Just for fun? No, I don't think so. I bought it. Hey, I'm here. I'm going to pay with Bitcoin. Hoping that it would go <laughs> up in value. Mm-hmm. And it has a bit. But I bought that Dogecoin too, just on the app. Yeah. And it did not go up in value. It has gone down <laughs> in value. I think I just have it for fun. But maybe I have a pay in Bitcoin. But it's just, it's like a dollar. The dollar value goes up and down, mm-hmm. you know, as well. Yeah. Uh, okay, next. Number three. So George Washington was afraid of being buried alive, that he requested that his body be laid out for three days after his death before the burial to ensure that he was, in fact, dead. Every hour, someone would come by and be like, George, wake up, bro. <laughs> He nope. wouldn't. <laughs> still, no, dead. still down. <laughs> yeah, and then after three days of that, they put him down. You, yeah, that would be wild to be buried alive, huh? Yeah. yeah. Like you're in there and you're like, oh, you come to. And there's no way out. That's like a real fear. Ooh. Yeah, that's not as scary as heights, but oh. that, that buried alive, <laughs> that's pretty tough. Number two. So when Kate Winslet discovered that she had to get naked in front of Leonardo DiCaprio to film Titanic for a certain scene, she decided she just wanted to break the ice and she flashed him. <laughs> It's an interesting icebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he liked that. Can't say I've ever had ice broken like that before. (laughs) No. Number one. When Mozart was eight years old, he was tested by the Royal Society to determine whether he was really a child or if he was secretly an adult dwarf. A small adult. Because he was so... Just amazing. They they were convinced of his age when he was in the middle of playing a piece. He was distracted by a cat running through the room. And they're like, okay, fine. He's a kid. When he demanded Pokemon, <laughs> they knew that he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he was that smart, huh? Yeah. Just a little prodigy. All right, there you go. That's your most fun fact. Fun fact Friday. Yay! 
Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dan and Shay released their new album, Good Things. Here's one of their songs called Steal My Love. Mitchell Tenpenny announced he's releasing a new EP called Midtown Diaries. It will be out on September 10th. Jameson Rogers announced his debut album is coming out on September 17th. It's called Bet You're From a Small Town, and he gave fans a first look at the project with his song, One Day. One day I'm gonna quit drinking these cold beers. One day me and this truck will quit riding roads round here. One day I'm gonna give up barstools and neon lights. One day I'll get over you. One day I'm gonna die. And Morgan number two, that's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Oh man, I got a shout out to this Las Vegas ER nurse, Brooke Johns, because she spends her days off at Southern Hills Hospital where she volunteers to pamper the patients. So when she's on the clock, she's doing her job as a nurse. When she's off the clock, she's back up there brushing hair, braiding hair, making them feel good and just having that human connection while they're being hospitalized. Which she probably can't do while she's working. At least not as much. No, because that's obviously not taking job, time job. to braid the hair. I don't think they have time for that. Man, that's pretty cool. Well, I know. Do that. Yeah, that's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over and talk to Danielle, who is in Virginia. Danielle, good morning. Good morning. What's happening? I have a cool story uh, where TikTok works its magic. Okay. Uh, I was at a concert, and Jimmy Allen was playing Shallow, and a guy asked me to dance. Left to go get drinks, couldn't get back in the pits. Some stranger took a video. We put it on TikTok to find him, and we found him, and now we're dating. Oh, that's pretty cool. What? That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Did it did it go viral on TikTok, or was it just... Uh... It did. Yeah, it went it went all over TikTok, and the concert people posted on their Facebook and on their Instagram, and it took, like, about a, about a day, and... Finally got a hold of him, and we went on a few dates, and we've been dating for about a month now. That's, that's pretty so cool. cool. I love that. That's how it ended because it could have gone one of two ways: mm-hmm. that it ended wonderfully like this, or two that he like had a girlfriend, oh. and then he's like, "Oh goodness, I, I don't want this to go viral. I don't. Oops, but yeah. it didn't, <laughs> and I love it. Yay! It, so are you feeling like he could be the one? Could be. It's going really well so far. That's pretty Better cool. Than the others. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us. That's pretty awesome. All right, thank you. All right, see you later. On the phone is Maggie in Louisiana. Let's go over and talk to Maggie now. Maggie, it's time to play Never Gonna Get It. How are you feeling today? Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? We're, we're, we're doing pretty good. Your chance now to win some crap from the back or some junk from the trunk or some <laughs> prizes of different sizes. Ooh, we got a lot of good yeah, stuff back wow. there. We package it up and send it right to your house. How does that make you feel, Maggie? That sounds awesome. We love it. Here she is. Maggie, everybody. Woo! Okay, so we're going to play Never Going to Get It, where the question will be so hard, I think you'll never get it. Maggie, you'll have a shot. Then you'll pick someone on the show. They'll have a shot. And then if nobody gets it, I will flip this coin, and that's your final shot. Okay? Let's play it. Here's your question. The average household experiences 217 arguments a year just over this one thing. What is it? The average household experiences... 217 arguments a year over this one thing. What is it? That was an easy one. Lunchbox is in. He says it was easy. Eddie came in pretty quick, too. I got it. Morgan's in. Amy is... In between two, but I'm in. Ray? In. Everybody's in? Okay. Uh, Maggie, you get to answer it first. Your first chance to win some crap from the back, some junk from the trunk, some prizes of different sizes. (laughs) What would you say the answer is? Um, I'm gonna go with um, money bills. Money. I mean, a lot of days. A lot of time spent arguing about money. That's why you just keep it separate. You don't have to argue about it. Money is incorrect. Oh. Did anyone have money? No. no. Oh, nobody did. Okay. Too easy. Too okay, easy. Maggie, you're still in it. You I'll- can pick one of the five people here on the show. Amy, my co-host. 
You could pick Lunchbox. Pick Eddie. Ooh. You could pick Morgan Number Two, our head of digital. Ray Mundo sits in the glass room doing audio. Who would you like to pick? I'm gonna go with Amy. Oh, okay. No, of okay. Well, let's go to everybody but Amy. Uh, Ray, what do you have there? 217 fights a year. What is it? What to watch? Oh, what show to watch? What movie to watch? Mm-hmm. Good. Morgan. I have fighting over the remote control. So similar to Ray's, yes. I guess. Similar. Eddie. Look, what do we do three days a week? Uh, three, t- three times a day. It's eat. What's for dinner? I don't want to eat that. That's the argument. Okay. Good. Wow. Thank you. How solid. Lunchbox. Yeah. Well, I mean, at first I thought temperature because in here Bobby keeps it at a weird temperature, but I also have what to watch on TV. We have three televisions. Interesting. Yeah. One eating. Mm-hmm. Eating was good. Do you have any of theirs? Well, my two that I was debating, I did decide on one, was what to eat or what to watch. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> literally what I have written down. But which one did you pick? I went with what to eat. Yeah. Well, I'll say what to watch is incorrect. Dang! Come on. Yeah. Let's go. And what to eat is incorrect. Oh, no. Oh, oh I know. Really? It's, what it's, is it? It's laundry. No. no. Hold no, on. No. Let's think. What to... Do? 217 arguments a year. <laughs> That's a lot of days. That is a lot. That's why. Hmm. hmm. The answer is doing the dishes. Oh, well, there really? is no winner right now. They need now. to come up with a plan. No that kidding. much arguing. Yeah. Hey, Maggie. So <laughs> it's all down to the coin toss because Sorry. I still want to give you a prize, but our legal will not let me give a prize to everybody who loses. Okay. So it is now a coin toss. Do you want heads or do you want tails? Or do you want a I'll toss first to see what it would be? You can have the intro, the toss that doesn't count. I'll go with heads. Okay, she just won heads straight. All right, all right. Okay, let's let's see what it is. Here we go. Heads she wins, tails she loses. Come on, tails. Heads, 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 heads. Heads it is. There's our winner. I manifested that. Maggie, Amy's taking all the credit for your win. Look at that. Thank Uh, you, Amy. You're welcome. Maggie, where do you live? What part of Louisiana? Lafayette, Louisiana. Well, congratulations to you. We're going to send you a lot of stuff. Hey, Scuba, did I see you walking with all the stuff? Yes, I have it here. I've got an Ashton McBride album. Ooh. A really nice Walker Hayes pen, a hat, a t-shirt, and a really cool, like, little Tervis coffee cup. Ooh. Yeah. But that coffee cup doesn't get there in one piece, does it? (laughs) Tough one. All right, congratulations. There she is. Maggie, how do you feel? I feel great. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) All right, close enough. Uh, Eddie, how do you feel? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. All right. That's what we were looking for. But you still get your prize. Today is the last day if you want to get in for this free trip we're giving away to Bobby Fest in Wichita, Kansas. It is going to be such a fun show. You're going to get flight for two, hotel for two. You're both going to be in the same room probably. But two people can be in the room. (laughs) You get tickets for two. It's going to be awesome. You get to meet Eddie and I. But that is happening September 5th in Wichita, Kansas. And if you're in Wichita, you should come. September 4th, we're playing in Austin, um, between Austin and San Antonio and New Braunfels. But it's the Raging Idiots, Eddie and myself, Russell Dickerson, Maddie and Tay. But go to bobbybones.com and enter today because after today or tomorrow, it's over. No more. We're just going to draw one of them randomly. So bobbybones.com. The Bobby Bones Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So the top scam occurring right now are home improvement scams. You got to be wary of landscapers who approach you on foot at your actual home saying that, you know, they're doing everyone else's house in the neighborhood and slots are filling up. So if you want to go ahead and give me a down payment, then you'll lock in your spot and they'll start working on your house. I fall for that. Mm -hmm. You would? Yeah, I would. Me too. I'm like, oh, you do my neighbor's house? Amazing. But also money up front, though, to (laughs) me is the red flag. I know. Me too. But I still fall for that. I, we used to go and do seawall jobs, though, and that's what we would do. We wouldn't take a down payment. We'd go up and we had a flat-bottom boat. We would drive along the lake, which was kind of a river, but they called it a lake, and we'd look at people's seawalls, and if they had cracks, we'd go up to the door, knock on the door. Hey, we're doing seawall repair. We know she had a crack out there. Do you need us to fix? And fixing was terrible. Sandbag is heavy. But we needed people to trust us, so that stinks that this is happening and people stealing money from folks. Yeah. No, it's awful. I mean, if someone does approach you, then make sure you say, hey, I just want to go look things up and you Google, make sure they're a legit company and then handle it that way. Okay. Okay, so Instagram has launched an anti-abuse and hate measures 
system and pretty much this new feature, which is now available, will automatically hide comments and message requests from users who don't follow you if you don't want to see that stuff. And it's really to keep people from seeing abusive, racist, sexist, and even homophobic homophobic posts. Well, if they can figure this out, good for them. They're a long ways away, but I think any way to start to curb it is great. So good for them for trying. We'll see how it works out. Yeah. I mean, yes, a step in the right direction for sure. So Travis Denning revealed his road must-haves. And one thing that he said he always has with him is a pole, a fishing pole, (laughs) and a little fishing backpack because he likes to find a pond anywhere across America and go fishing when he's out and about. So I was curious too, like the Raging Idiots, y'all are about to head out on the road a little bit. So what do you have to have on the road with you? Limes. I have a lot of limes back there. I eat limes. I I could peel a lime and eat it like an orange. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I have a lot of citrus, but I like limes. By the way, that's Travis Denning. I think a lot of people don't know who Travis Denning is just by hearing his name, but he has this song. We don't have a big complicated writer. I have a lot of limes and sparkling water, and Eddie has local craft beer, which I'm not even sure is local. I think he... (laughs) (laughs) It may not, and I'll just believe him. I used to put red socks on there. Well, this isn't even like necessarily his writer. It's something he travels with that he can't leave home without. We don't so travel nothing. with anything. You don't take anything Mm-mm. that you have to like. Heck, I can get there without a guitar and be like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> like Tim McGraw takes <laughs> we'll his find you one, but... whole gym. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. Like, we're not fancy like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. A woman was a little sad because her 60th birthday party didn't go the way she planned, but then her son shows up and he has an envelope and he says, Mom, I got a surprise for you for your 60th birthday. And she opens it up. He paid off her mortgage. Dang, that would be the biggest surprise. That When athletes do that, because that's a lot of times what you see on Instagram, like they'll get their first big deal and they'll go and pay off their, their parents' house or buy them a house or cool. buy them a car. That's really cool. Wait, so what was his job? Does it say why he's rich? Uh, no, he just says on TikTok he goes by Coxie. So maybe he has TikTok <laughs> money? I don't know. Never Did heard of Did you guys him. see the governor? I forget what state it was. Maybe Maryland, whose name is, and Michael find it, but let's just say it's Andrew Cox. And oh, no. He got that letter written to him going, hey, your name is obscene. Yeah, you need to change your name. Here it is. Concerned citizen calls on Utah's Governor Cox to change surname. Is that <laughs> his real? name is Spencer Cox, and they're like, "Yo, dude, mm-hmm. you're you're being obscene." Oh and he's my like, God. "My name's Cox Cox. It's not. <laughs> Who would write that letter?" Right. But I mean, Cox. That's not his. I mean, there's some people with the last name Weiner. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Anthony Weiner, yes. and he was yeah. He did yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Lunchbox, for that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Don't forget, over at bobbybones.com, you can sign up for a trip, a free trip to Bobby Fest, September the 5th. It's in Wichita, Kansas. It's a big concert all day, tons of artists. Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots, Russell Dickerson, Maddie and Tay, so many. But go sign up today. It's the last day. Free trip, bobbybones.com. All right, over to Amy with the Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. Why was the ghost so tired? Why was the ghost so tired? He works the graveyard shift. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. The Friday Morning Conversation. With Dan and Shay. Congratulations on the new record today. Thank you, man. Feels good. Finally out there. Does it feel good or does it feel like a relief? I have to say both. Yeah, <laughs> after three years, man, it's been it's been too long. Has Especially th- after has it been three years? Well, kind of like there's an asterisk on it after the last year and a half that we've all had. So it has been three years since the last album came out. I guess because we continue to get music from you one dose at a time, it doesn't feel like three years. Yeah, meaning you guys have been putting out songs. But then, like a couple of those songs, I should probably go to bed, 10,000 Hours, Glad You Exist. I guess we've been getting those, so yeah. it doesn't feel like there's just been a whole, uh, uh, you know, a d- deficient. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that definitely kind of, you know, helped people over and, and felt like they were getting something because those songs were going up the chart. But it is, it's crazy to think that 10,000 Hours was, you know, the first song off this project. I want to play a clip, and I saw this on you guys' social media. This is Good Things. This is live from your show in Iowa. This is seven days after it came out, Now, which is wild to me. <laughs> Because Good Things is not a single, you know, right? No, not yet. Okay, so, so you put it out, 
and it's not like it's getting played all over the radio, but you play it at the show, and this is what happens. Here you go. Sounds like there's there's like one little kid hitting that high note. Screaming it loud. We hired a children's choir to like overdub the audio and make it sound like people knew the words to the song. That whole show though knew the song. Dude, that's man. crazy. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's not even one that was getting like played on radio stations anywhere, or, and they wow. knew it all. But your fans do that. We've they got do. amazing fans, yeah. man. We're so grateful. Do you ever yeah. do that though, and they don't, and you're like, "Oh, they're gonna know this one tonight." <laughs> it's one of my greatest fears. Dude. It's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> there's nothing more vulnerable than putting out the mic because I mean, when it's a hit, you know, it's like if they don't know it and they're there at the show, it's like this is shame on you for not knowing this song. <laughs> we- but if uh, anything else, it's like with like an album track, and you you give it to them, and you just fully commit. It's just like, and they don't say anything. That's my one of my greatest fears, I'd say. We're still pretty insecure about it. No matter where we go, we could sell out 20,000 tickets and Tequila Speeches comes on and I'm like, should we let them see? It's the only reason they bought a ticket to this show. Of course let they're going to know this one. Play. This is track one. This The album's called Good Things. It's out today. Uh, here is Good Things from Dan and Shay. When you hear somebody start to say my name or when you think of me Share when you have to do that, uh-huh. do you have to get to that point or can you walk into that? Like you asked me if I could do it right now. Well, I'm just saying it's early in the morning now, but I'm yeah. just, Ray, hit that again. When you hear somebody start to say my name. Yeah, that right there. Yeah. Can you is that Nat is that there when you wake up? Sometimes. I I mean usually, unless like it just kind of depends. That's don't, definitely don't, don't something. Don't blow your voice out now. Just give me a little. You, you tried it there, but I'd rather hear it without the song over it. When you hear somebody start to say my name. See, that's me not warming up. That's how hard it is right there. And that's oh, still, wow. that's no, that's still not better than there. 99% yeah. of people here in town. Now you try mm-hmm. it, Bobby. Now you, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt like I sounded right there. That sounded pretty good, dude. The Friday Morning Conversation with Dan and Shay. So today, Still My Love is the song that we're playing. It's the single here. Uh, play me a clip of that, Raymundo, please. No way, nobody gonna steal my love. My love, no way, no how, no never. My heart is yours forever. If I couldn't call you mine, then baby, you know I don't want no one. My car, my clothes, my money. Take it all, but there ain't nobody gonna steal how do you guys decide on what's what's the next song to put out as a single? Like, why Still My Love? That's a very difficult decision to make. We're proud of all the songs on the album. I just feel like that was the one that everyone on... I mean, it's tough. You don't really have any market data. You haven't played it for the fans. And I guess it's just kind of our team. That was the one that everybody just reacted to mm-hmm. unanimously. And we played it for somebody. I, we played it for Espo at Warner. You know, he's the head of Warner Music Nashville. And we played it for him for the first time. And he got it. I've got a video of it. Lost his mind. Oh, my He got God. out of the chair and started dancing. And we're like, I mean, we can't take it back from him now. It's got to be the single. <laughs> so, yeah, we're excited about that one, man. It's It's fun. And it's, you know, dropping it. Late mid to late summer here, it, it feels good. And getting back on the road is going to be a good one at the show. I saw an article, Dan, that for two weeks in a row, you ha- you are the biggest producer in country music. He loved to see it. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. You produced every track on this album. Yeah. But I, I think that's something that people may not know is that like you produce this stuff, and you right now you are the biggest producer in country music. I haven't slept in a long time. Uh, you finish the album, then it's like cool. The next day you're doing all kinds of. You, oh, let's shoot a video for every song. Do we have treatments now? Can you write them? Oh, all right, here we go. Well, word on the street is that you'd never come out of the room. No, I mean it's like no. you wake up and you go, and then you might briefly come down from the room, but then my, you, you go back into the room. Yeah, this I is the first I've seen him in a week. <laughs> My wife's forgotten what I look like. The only break was to, to come to the wedding. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time I saw Dan. Yeah. Was at your wedding? She, that was great. We got to see Ronnie Dunn. I mean, that I was think, that's, <laughs> that, that's the, the main point. Like, we got to see life. Ronnie Dunn. Well, What's obviously, that was, I mean, y'all doing the first dance was so special. Like, just as someone that was there witnessing it. And I know that y'all put a lot of work into that, so it was super special. Even recording Bobby and Caitlin, uh, what do you call it? Uh, say it, Dana. 
the song? Recorded or <laughs> them yeah. a track. Yeah. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> Recording them the track. Like, that's super special. But what was it like for y'all, you know, making the decision to do that? Was it a no-brainer? Was getting the text from Bobby awkward and you have to talk about it? Or are you like, oh, yeah, for sure, we're doing it? It was it was not even a discussion. Yeah. We both, like, we're like, obviously, it's a huge honor to be able to do that. But it was also just... Yeah, of course we're going to do that, man. Like we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't let you down. It was awkward for me to have, I don't like I can imagine that it, though. I, I, I felt for you like, because asking that is <sighs> always just kind of uncomfortable where it's like, you know that like, we're not going to say no, but it's also like, it's just a weird thing to like, it's not a weird thing to ask somebody, your friend, but it's a very difficult thing to ask your buddy. I for, would for, say like, anything. because, and here's why I think you guys will relate in the industry. You don't want to ask your friends to do industry things. Sure. But I felt like this was a personal thing, but you're doing what you do for the industry. Like I would say, like, you know, Dan's come over to the house for dinner. That I have no problem with going, hey, you, Abby, come to the house. Sure. Yeah. All day, every day. But to be like, hey, will you guys do what you're really good at <laughs> at my house? <laughs> like great, that man. felt a that little, awesome, but you guys. And you, it didn't feel that way to us at all. It was, it's clearly, we were doing this not as an industry thing, but we were doing this because, you know. We're friends. How how fun is it to be out singing again in public, Shay? Like doing shows again? It's hard to describe a little bit. He's because speechless. I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it really is, man. It's a it's something that you don't realize how much you miss until it's gone. And it's that moment where for the first little bit, it's like, man, this is awesome. I get a little bit of a break of not having to stress about you know remembering the words that you wrote <laughs> or like being out there and being an entertainer, but. That's taken away from you. Honestly, for me, it was like it took four days to be like, dang, this this really sucks to not have to not get to be up there on the stage. And after we had like those first couple shows, it was like, man, this is this is what I was born to do. You know, I was born to be up here singing. And when you don't get to do that for a second, you're kind of reminded of how blessed you are to be in this situation and get to do that because it's a pretty indescribable feeling to be up there on the stage and hear people singing back the words to songs that you wrote is just a it's a crazy feeling so it feels good if i were to play one note i'm gonna do this with a few of your songs can you name the song in one note of we, our songs yeah we Definitely, like to play yeah. name that tune that, that yeah. game at the house name that tune all right here is one note can you name it tequila that's <laughs> yeah tequila that's the easiest one. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Dan's gonna get all these. Yeah, because Dan's like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I heard are we that trying to get? Are we trying to get it quicker? Are we waiting? Yeah, you can get just it. Do, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, Ray, is that tequila? It's a race between the two yep. of you. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I bet one million dollars those tequila. Okay, here we go. Show you off. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that one. That's good. Sorry, Sorry about that, guys. Why? Sorry about that song. Why? Why? What? Oh, we're kidding. We're kidding. You know, what, Morgan, let's move on, Bobby. Let's move Morgan on. Morgan number two brought up. We were doing a segment on yesterday's show. Hold on, hold on. Don't no, no. Morgan number two brought up. We were talking about albums that don't have a single bad song on it. Country country albums. And I'd pick uh, Casey Musgraves, same trailer, different part. Great definitely. Because all the way through, Amy had picked Old Dominion. Happy hard, endings. Happy endings. Yep. Morgan had to tell them. I picked your guys' first album, Where It All Began. That's I mean, amazing. I love every Thank single you. song on that album. And you guys just did Show You Off, which is one of my favorites. That's oh. awesome. Thank I'd love you. to hear that because I feel like there's songs throughout your career that you do 100 million times where you're just like, God, I hate that song. <laughs> but not that you're not proud of it. But when you <laughs> sing something every single day, it's just that's just how it is. We're proud of every single one of them because we put a lot of hard work into that. But you just get kind of like you sing something enough and you're like, all right, I could maybe never sing that again. Show You Off is not necessarily one of those songs, but there's definitely been songs But that's like one that. y'all don't like or what? What was the other? <laughs> <laughs> what did you, you, you had a question? I just don't know what to say. It's, it's funny because... <laughs> My wife, Abby, and like everybody was like, nothing like you should be the first single on the first album. It should be the first. Well, everybody loved 19 You and Me. It was a thing. It was a big song for us. A couple times platinum, did its thing, put us on the map. But she was like, nothing like you. That's the hit. And we're like, oh, we're going to go show you off next. Didn't work. I mean, I think it got maybe top 25. And sure enough, nothing like you was the first number one. She yep. was right all along. Do you guys as wives weigh in on what songs maybe they don't like more than what they do? Yeah, anyway, an so Dan and Shay are here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's, some, there's a... I can't quite hear. You cut out for a second. No, I, I would say I, my wife has said songs that she that she doesn't like as much, but it's not like I hate this song. It's yeah. just like I like this one better probably would be how Hannah deals with it. The new record's out today. So you guys check out Good Things. It is 12 tracks. And I was looking at the songwriters. It's always interesting to me who, who writes on some of these songs. 
And there was one I saw, two, two actually. One had Bill Withers, um, track seven, lying. Plays number seven, right? This is lying. I don't miss you in my bed. I don't hear you in my head. I don't love you. I'm not crying. And I swear I'm not lying. Lying, lying. So how does Bill Withers get on this song? It's a long story. long story. Well, we were actually we were in the middle of nowhere. We were playing like a county fair or something a couple of years back, and uh, we had our buddies out, Jordan Reynolds and Andy Albert. We're hanging out. Jordan plays this little thing on piano. We weren't even thinking about it. We kind of just freestyled the chorus of that song. We wrote the song. We demoed the song, and we're kind of listening back. We're like, that kind of like sound, that piano sounds like the one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. It's like it's the lean on me sort of thing. We weren't thinking about it when we wrote it, but you know, it's obviously like one of the best songs ever written. One of the biggest, like, most recognizable, familiar songs. And we're like, you know what? There's something in the back of our minds. We were subconsciously maybe inspired by that or, or motivated by that. And that's, maybe that's why we connected with the, song, or the, the piano riff. So we're like, you know what? You know, if, if that inspired us to write this song, which the top line of the song, the song itself isn't, you know, melodically on that song, but something about the piano chord. So we reached out and we, we gave him publishing on that song. That's pretty cool. Oh, by wow. the way, Bill Withers, Lean On Me, uh, Ain't No Sunshine. Yeah. Um, lovely day, like great, but he's also dead. And so when yeah, I saw him yeah. on the song, but like, will I hear it in that? Play it again, Ray. No, nope, don't hear it. Take him off. Take You're him all off. good. Take yeah. him off. We'll cut you in on the It's all good. Bobby's gonna go. He's gonna get his lawyer <laughs> fight against this. I saw Sean Mendez on a song. Yeah, body language that you, Shay, Scott Harris, Sean Mendez, and Jordan Reynolds wrote. Now, w- similar. Or was in a room? No, this or what? was we were in the room together. You met Sean Mendez. We Great met hair. him. Wow. Touched his. That's what we geek locks. out about the whole interview. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I love the things that like us in the Nashville world like geek out. I the same. Like we met Sean Mendez and we're like, Hey, dude, what's going on? What's Can up? I touch your hair? Anyways, what were you saying? So you wrote this with him? We did. Yeah, in Nashville at, at Jordan's studio, and it was it was really fun to write that one, dude. Just kind of being there with him. A lot of people, you kind of wonder in the pop world of like, is he? truly as talented as I want him to be, you know, of kind of this, this pedestal that I put him on. And he was every bit as talented and every bit as nice. One of the nicest human beings in the world. And that was one of my favorite sessions. What a guy. I mean, he's an incredible he's, person. I mean, he's tremendously successful, sells out arenas and stadiums, most humble, sweetest kid. I mean, and insanely talented. Was Camilla with him? No, uh, she was not. Boot. We all put our heads down like, no. In spirit. <laughs> the story got worse. We're like, oh, yeah, never God, mind. That could have been such a great story. <laughs> uh, here is a clip of, of that song here. This is Body Language. Because your body language is giving you away. Yeah, your lips are shaking because you don't want to say that. You don't love me, love me the same. Yeah, your body language is giving you away. Can you imagine slow dancing with Sean Mendez to that song? <laughs> Is that what you guys did? <sighs> yeah. As you're writing it? That's what the song was. We're like, dude, I don't know what to write. And you're like, you guys want to dance? Like, who's no, the coolest was. famous person you guys have got to spend time with? Because you, it's, it's every time I look, you're with somebody even cooler. I mean, you went to Bieber's wedding. You got to hang out with Sean Mendez. You and Bill Withers are just chilling, you know? <laughs> chilling. Ab- ab- absolutely chilling. Who for coming. you guys, did, do you walk away from and go, well, that was a bit surreal? Because we're just a couple guys in Nashville that have been writing songs. This is kind of a different perspective on that, but I would say the most interesting scenario is Ed Sheeran. I, we all know yeah. Ed Sheeran. I, you guys have hung out, and he is probably the biggest superstar on the planet. He, there's no one more down to earth or humble than that guy. He walks into a session or walks. I mean, we were hanging out with him. We were we had a show day off. We were in Boston at the Garden, and he's about to go on. Thousands of screaming fans, multiple nights sold out. Camp, these fans are camped out like 8 a.m. for the show. We're hanging. He's on at eight thirty. It's like eight twenty-eight. We're just chilling, <laughs> listening to demos backstage. He's in a t-shirt, jeans. We're like, "Yo, man, you want us to like Dale so you can, you know, get in your zone?" He's like, "No, no, it's all good. Let's keep hanging." Yeah. Eight twenty-nine. He's like, "Yo, man, you guys want to meet me back here in like an hour and a half?" Sure. Literally walks right from that room to the stage. Like we Absolutely didn't know. Handsome. Like we didn't know what he was going to do. Like I gotta, I gotta take care of something. I'll be back in like an hour. <laughs> We're like, okay. It's and you know how like most people kind of have their their entourage. Like a lot of these very famous people. Like it walks around and they walk as a unit. Where it's like feels like a Transformers machine with all these guys around him. And it's like a he walked in there like he might have just come from like oh hey guys like it was he was the only guy backstage like I saw no because he didn't have a band it's just him up there so which uh, you know he was probably stoked that we were there. 
there because he's like, this, you're the first people I've seen <laughs> in months. I was so glad you came here. Another, not amazing. to keep bringing up the wedding, but there's a presence about Ronnie Dunn. There is. There's just this presence. His voice, first of all, is incredible. I mean, just unreal. But when he walks in the room, there's just some sort of presence there. There's like an aura around him. Do you feel that? I you're do. You're closer with him than we are, so... He- Ronnie, that's a good one, right? Like, I can't believe when I get to spend time with Ronnie Dunn because yeah. Brooks and Dunn was such a big part of my childhood. Yeah. And the fact that, and I didn't, the, the thing with Ronnie was like, he was like, hey, what do you want as a gift? He asked, he was like, I don't know what to get you. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, just show up. Sure. And he's like, how about a song? And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> We're like, you didn't even want to like ask that. Like, that's I, the I only gift I wasn't going to ask wanted. that. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't. And I was like, that sounds great. And he goes, which one? And then I was like, well, if I ask for Neon Moon, that's not a love song, but that's the greatest song in my opinion. <laughs> so, and so, I was like, Neon, he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. I'll see you there. It was unreal. That was, was one of the coolest I moments of my life, dude. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, what was the best night of your life? The wedding? Bobby's wedding? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, your wedding is very sweet. Oh, I didn't say that. It was actually someone else's wedding. <laughs> We're going to come back in a second. Uh, Dan and Shay are here. The new album, uh, Good Things, is out today. <laughs> The Friday Morning Conversation with Dan and Shay. You guys don't come off the road, which is a bit weird for a Nashville touring organization. You know, you, your band, your group. I mean, you do like rock star touring where it's not you're just gone on Friday, Saturday and come back. You stay out on the road. But you guys have always done that pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've kind of came up doing, like, there was one year, I remember, we did, like, 270 shows or something. Nuts. And I look, I, I saw that on paper, and I was like, you got to be kidding me, dude. <laughs> We're out of our minds, man. And that's, you know, obviously, the bigger you get, the more songs that you have out there. You don't have to do 270, because that's crazy, and we wouldn't be able to have families. But it is, man. We like to, to get out there. We have the opportunity to go, you know, fingers crossed this year, again, uh, to be able to be out there on the road. And that's a huge deal, man. That's kind of the full circle moment of, of what you get to do. It's kind of the final step of you write the song, it gets on the radio, and people hear it and consume it, and then you actually get to... You can't ever judge the response of like of the passion of a song until you get out on the road, which is something we didn't have with I Should Probably Go to Bed. That song went up the charts without us playing a single show, which was kind of crazy. And you can always tell when the song is climbing up the radio charts when you're on the road, and they start to kind of sing it back louder and louder. But you can't really, you know, you can't judge that based on just seeing it go up the chart. You're just like, I hope that people like the song or know the song. And that's like the final step of being out there and being able to experience the fans' like passion for a, a particular song. How was that song when you guys played it? I'm assuming it killed. Tribal, oh dude. It was yeah. crazy. Dude, I couldn't believe absolutely it. insane. It was like when tequila was at its peak. It was yeah. insane. And we, I mean, we teed it up right at the top of the encore. We come out, it's a whole thing. But it was, I mean, it was like, it was crazy. Was. Will you ever not do an encore? <laughs> Let's say the crowd sucks. Yeah, we've done that before. <laughs> because you don't owe them an encore. Sure. You really don't. I well, saw. I we saw usually a- put tequila in the encore because so they're like they'd be pretty pretty ticked off if we didn't do an encore or you, didn't. You we, just, we, we just wouldn't. Is go that off. a conversation like, hey, do you want to do the encore, or is it more of a conversation like, hey, I don't feel like doing the encore? The encore is a tough thing. It's it's a little goofy to go off stage. It's like a little bit you're boosting yourself on too much of a pedestal, but I, it's just part of the gig. You know what I mean? I I, I think you kind of have to do it. It adds a little bit of drama to the yeah. show. That we go off stage, Dan and Shay, they're chanting, and we're back there like, okay. We're changing they, our sweaty clothes. They, they know who we are. All right, great. This is great. What if they don't do chant, though? That would be my yeah. <laughs> Well, then you sprint to the bathroom, and you never come back there again. Do you? No, <laughs> there have been a couple shows where – you know, we would do our little dopey thing, but they would turn the lights on immediately, thinking that it that was that you were done, that we were done. Yeah, and so you don't. But I'm assuming you guys run the light guys too now at this point. It's okay. a whole thing. I mean, it's oh. it's definitely like it's pretty clear that like we're not done. We haven't played like some of our biggest songs. So like, unless there's like one guy like, well, I guess that's it. If he sees like <laughs> we have some like some undertones of like. I don't think, like, we can't see to get out here. Like, some people might want to leave, but they're like, I, I literally can't see anything right now, so. The key is to finish the first part of the set with a song that nobody likes. <laughs> but clearly, they're not going to end with that. I'm not going to say, you know. song's called Show You. What? Get it, get it, get it. Yeah. All right, name this song in one note. Here okay. you go. From, From the, the ground, ground up. up. Nice. Wow. Name this song in one note. Glad Can't. you exist. Oh, that was glad you exist. I almost said can't say no for a second. Ooh. Glad you exist. Yeah. All right, you've now been banished from the room, Shay. Well, yeah. hey, Bobby, can I talk to you in the kitchen real quick? <laughs> hey, glad you exist. Gonna be number one this week. Let's go. Fingers crossed. Your team. How, how, how does that get timed out like this? But let's, let's, how does it get timed out that the the week you put out a record, the song goes number one? It's almost like it was 
Is that you yeah. guys? Kind. I mean, you try to plan it. You try, you try to plan it the best you can. You you kind of forecast the chart. You look at it. You see, well, this is probably going to go. You know, mm-hmm. Luke Combs will probably get a few in there before we get this one all the way up there. And then, uh, you know, you, plan two comes on. Yeah, for sure. But uh, you know, you try to plan it the best you can. But you never know. Yeah. But we're we're grateful for the support of Country Radio for you guys playing the music and and getting it there. Because at any given point, somebody could be like, yeah, I don't like Glad You Exist. I'm pulling it, and then yeah. it foils the whole plan. But I mean, the timing is absolutely perfect on this. So hats off to you guys and to our team for making. I mean, it's it's tough to line that up because it could have very easily been like the week after or the week before. Because you really don't know if you go early or you happen to get jumped. There's not really, and it's not like you're going to move the album. You know, three weeks. You know, before the album, like, all right, we're going to move it. It's a tough conversation, too, strategically. If we're still in Glad You Exist and we're pushing that for eight more weeks, then you kind of lose the initial hype of a new single, new album, that kind of impact moment. So the timing is is really good on Uh, this one. Controversial opinion that I'm going to say, and you guys can tell me if you agree with it or not, and it may be not controversial to you guys uh, privately, but I'm feeling like at some point you have to start to be considered, even as a duo, for Entertainer of the Year. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. Thank you. That is, it's just, it's hard to deny the success that you guys have, not just in number ones, but also in touring and also in what you do on social media. And it's what the entertainer category should be. I would say you do that as well, if not better than anyone. You know, the Thank only you. other person I would argue should for sure be on there, be in there, you mentioned was Luke Combs. I voted yeah. for him. Right. I voted for him. I, I but, pulled up the thing, didn't see our name on it, and voted for Luke Combs. <laughs> but, <laughs> and it may be awkward for you to answer this, but how, why do you guys think you're not considered in this category that I feel you should be one of the top two cons- in this category? I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I feel like it's, you know, not just like fighting for ourselves, but I do think that it should be talked about, not like for our sake, but for the, the coming duos and groups in the in the future of you know of of that being a category i don't know that's something that should be talked about probably do you think it's the duo part no i don't think it's the duo part i, mm. I mean it's it's tough the award shows are all tough it's yeah. the criteria for award shows is we've we've lost a lot of awards more than we've won we've been lucky to win a few and we're grateful for that we're so grateful it's a it's a huge moment for us big win for the team but man you can't it, you can't live and die by an award i think uh the real win for us and i'm not just saying this is being able to come in here, talk to you guys, have a song that gets on the radio, be able to go out, play shows, have people show up, sing the words back after the song's been out for six days or, or whatever it is, or you just do music for a living, man. I mean, that's what we dreamed of our entire lives, and to be able to support our families, to do what we love every single day, that's that's a huge win. And mm-hmm. the award shows are tough. It's like, you know, it's there's always going to be somebody who you think deserves to win. Even, you know, if, if Luke Combs wins that, you still got Garth out there who sh- was, you know, or Chesney or... Eric Church or Keith or any of these folks out there, Blake, who were selling arenas or stadiums out every single night. And it's like so many people deserve to win that. And only one person can win or only five can be nominated. And there's always going to be a sixth person who doesn't get in there. And there's always going to be controversy about that. But, yeah, I don't know. And the, the worst thing that can happen to you is that the people that think that you deserved it think that in their minds. And that's still a win that you have people who advocate for you for that which is like like dan said the guy is you can't live and die by it you know but it's we are very thankful but it's just yeah we're thankful that people like you would even say that i mean all that listen i know you guys a cute answer but here's the thing you're cute yes i just i i know that i would be disappointed if i was crushing everything and not it wasn't coming back even partially coming back to me so I'll say that you guys don't have to say that. You can smile and say the political answer. It's all good. Like a Shay smiling real big. But but I think I think that there's an injustice with a few artists because I think our format holds on to legendary acts longer than they should and keeps them in current positions. Sure. There should be like a category of like, hey, you're old and still cool. How do we not have that For be sure. a category? I think it, it. I think that is very true because the reality of it is is that we're going to be there one day, and I I will have the same stance then of just like there always has to be something fresh that is coming out and so it's a conversation that always has to be ever changing you know i feel like these conversations haven't been ha- haven't happened because they're you know they just haven't happened and i feel like they, they probably need to i do want to talk about dancing for a second because i was an awkward dancer and i did a whole dance show <laughs> we've got we've all got that in common right? but i <laughs> but, but i watch both of you dance and right none of us are, are trained dancers nor do we claim to be but in yeah. the video I feel like Dan, you're a bit reluctant, and Shay, you are you love it. <laughs> I was born for that's this. That's what I Shay, I feel like when I watch you, <laughs> like you feel like you are you 
you just waiting for your shot to dance. You know, I've been sitting in the wings, <laughs> <laughs> dancing at home, spending 17 hours a day. Dan's in the studio. I'm also in the studio, but of a different kind. But do you like dancing, Shay? <laughs> no, I, I've, I, I honestly, my sister danced. Gabby danced a lot. Like as we were growing up, she like would do choreography and stuff. And I'm not gonna lie, like there, there was like some a, a point there for probably like a good six months where I was like maybe ten or eleven, where I'd sit in front of the mirror and just be like, pow, 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 and it was horrible. But I felt I always kind of liked to move and dance and do that kind of stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I, I feel I feel like I'm not great at it, but I feel like I could maybe get better. I feel like you like to training. dance. I can see in your eyes you like to dance. Yeah. You're going to put this on me, aren't you? I just You're like, dude, you are a dancer, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can get out. But Bobby, after working with professional dancers, do you have a newfound appreciation for when you see it on TV or a movie? Or I mean, the, those pro they're professional dancers, athletes. It's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's like, insane. I, I did Dancing with the Stars the first day I saw Sharna dance. I was like, oh, because she like won world championships. And I was like, oh, you're like a world-class sprinter, or you're like a baseball player. Like, it's insane. We just have not been exposed to how hard it is to do that. Yeah, And but, the mental capacity of it, too, to memorize every step. You miss one step and you're tripping on somebody or yeah i did that a lot especially that. with a group <laughs> yeah. with a group of people uh, whenever you watch those like big dances and they're doing these really intricate things and there's one person that you like they're doing a flip it's like if you're an inch too close you're getting a, a foot to the face and it's pretty one person if you mess it up you got to do it all over again yeah i can say Horrible. this here because you know we've i'm just gonna say we got a video coming out or next week the steal my love music video it's insane the craziest video we've ever done a lot of choreography, dancers, the whole deal. There was a guy doing a flip in the front, right? He's got this, like, briefcase thing. It's a whole dramatic scene. And he does this, like, flying front flip. And you're literally, like, six inches from this guy. Yeah. You take one wrong misstep, he's taken out well, your Well, I did. That was a personal story. I took it, like, to the chest full on. <laughs> and I had to, like, act like it was – because there's all these people around, you know, and they're dancing. Like, we're dancers. And I was like, me too. And so I was going up there. <laughs> and I got, like, too close. And this guy's doing a full-on flip. And he had done it, like, six times already. And he flipped, and his leg came and it was like a karate like when you see them flip and you see the people like whoa and they get kicked in the karate movies i felt like that because it smacked me right in the chest and he landed it and like acted like nothing would happen and so i like stand there and i'm like you, know, you, you do like the olympic athlete thing where you they, they stick that landing and they're just like and i did Don't that move. and i was like i may die i thought i was gonna look down and see a hole in my chest i mean it was it was crazy but i mean me, me being a dancer it's what you got to deal with in my line of work so. The new record's out today. Good things. It's their fourth studio album. Uh, Glad You Exist will be number one this week. Everything's coming up. Dan and Shay for sure right now. Uh, out on the road. I mean, I looked at the tour dates, and I mean, it's it's most days you guys are gone. It's a lot. It's, it, it is it a lot. It's a lot. Well, okay, as I always say uh, to you guys, and only to you guys, I like you. Hey, <laughs> appreciate that. I don't buddy. say that to anybody. We else. like you too. Only man. you guys. Hey, remember when John Stamos commented on you guys' video? Unreal. Unreal. I ran. I was Sick. in the studio. I ran, and I was like, "Have you got to check this out? This yeah. is crazy." Me too. I was like, "John Stamos just <laughs> commented <laughs> on my Twitter about Dan and Jay singing. It wasn't even about me so at all." Sick, they, were, they were. He was like, "Man, this is giving me goosebumps." Uncle and I was Jesse like, knows who we are. This is insane. <laughs> all right, Dan and Shay. Dance partner. Follow them at Dan and Shay. Go see them on the road. They are fantastic. The new records out today. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you. We'll see you soon. It's time for the good news with Bobby. A young hockey player in Massachusetts left his seat on the bench to become a lifesaver during a recent game. Tom Parker, 24 years old, is actually training to become an EMT. And when a referee collapsed on the ice at Boston Sports Institute, he knew exactly what to do. He rushed to help the 50-year-old referee who had fallen on the ice after he had a medical episode. He skated over to him, and by the time he got to the ref... The guy was on his back. He was not really breathing. He didn't have a pulse. He was turning blue. So Tom, hockey fan, hockey player, who was sitting on the bench but was a trained EMT, did it. Compressions. Uh, somebody rushed over the defibrillator. He was like, I got to know how to use it. Boom, stabilized him, got him in the hospital. Now he's going to live. Yes. Wow. Like, how, the guy just happened to be training to be an EMT. Mm-hmm. How lucky is that? Here's a clip. They taught me the skills. They also taught me how to use them under pressure. So I think that was a very, very important part there. And when you're giving someone CPR with your with chest compressions, you're supposed to do it to what song? Staying alive. Yeah. That's right. Uh, 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 uh. Staying alive. Staying alive. And we know that mostly from the, the office. office. The office. That's right. <laughs> hey, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, let's go over now and check in with the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Doctors at Truman Medical Center in Kansas City are asking for the public's help in identifying a guy who doesn't know who he is. 
Oh, wow. That's crazy. Hospital officials say the man has been a patient there for eight days. Oh. He appears to be in his 20s. He has tattoos on the inside of his fingers that say baby wavy. Hmm. Officials won't release any of the details about how he ended up in the hospital. But and that tattoo's a good hint. Like, if I know someone that has that tattoo, I would call immediately, right? Unless he's wanted for something. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I don't point. know if that's the case because I have tattoos. But I'm saying, or if it's like a birthmark even. And you're like, uh, this guy's got a birthmark that looks like the state of Iowa on his neck. And I'm like, oh, that's Chuck. And Chuck is wanted for two. <laughs> I would not. I, th- then you just kind of go, hope he gets out. Mm-hmm. You know? But they show a picture of him. He kind of looks like Ed Sheeran. And those tattoos, you know how people have on the outside of their knuckles? They'll have like mom or death or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just on the inside of his fingers. Oh. And it says baby wavy. Gosh, I feel like hopefully someone will identify him quickly. I saw someone on social media have footage of someone stealing from them. They put it up on social media. Boom. It led to the guy getting arrested like same day. Joel Krause? Yeah. Yeah. He was, Joel Krause was, maybe still is an artist, but a guy went into his apartment while he was in there and stole from him. They had a picture of him. Yeah. T.J. Osborne posted it. Next thing, boom, they arrested him. Wow. Crazy. That's cool. Yeah. So just, hopefully this guy will get. Justice is served. <laughs> <laughs> According to the Tisdale RCMP. There's a guy who landed a helicopter in a high-traffic parking lot around 5 p.m. so he could pick up his cake at Dairy Queen. <laughs> oh, well, that's important. Baller. When it landed, the helicopter blew up dust and debris through the area, which included schools, an aquatic center, and more. <laughs> Once police confirmed that the landing was not an emergency and the man was simply walking across to Dairy Queen, they stepped in. Officers determined the pilot, a 34-year-old man from Leroy, was licensed to drive the helicopter, but it was illegal to land where he did... Four days after the incident, the man was charged with one count of dangerous operation of an aircraft. Wow. For a Dairy Queen cake, I will say the DQ cake is really good. So mm-hmm. good. Like ice cream cake? Like yes. if I were a judge, I'd, I'd sentence him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but not but that But I'd give him a wink and a nudge. Like, I get it, buddy. <laughs> I get it. And then finally, according to a new study, basing your self-worth off of how much money you make can lead to serious internal problems. Researchers found that people who think their success is tied to their salary have an immediate increase in stress and anxiety. So if you choose a career based off of money, it is very unlikely you will ever be happy. Thoughts, Lunchbox? <sighs> Man, I don't know how to, I don't know how people say this and do like he's speechless. He's about doing it. a lot of huffing and yeah. puffing right now. And yeah, not saying I, I, I'm trying to be. I, I'm trying to stay. You know, calm. Calm, because why would you not be calm? I just asked a question. How you felt about the story? Well, he strongly disagrees with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He really has no words. All right, there you have it. That's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's big stories. I have no idea what just happened. What All right. Well, you were almost one of the bonehead stories of the day. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I handled something very poorly. You know, we have these stories sometimes where, you know, somebody's driving down the road and there's like a mouse in the car and they try to catch it on fire. They crash. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're like, ah, what a bonehead. Well, this happened to you. Yeah, and I know better, but I pulled down my visor and a spider came with it. While you were driving. Yes. Luckily, I was leaving my neighborhood and I'm going down and it's like right where I just felt like I had a glare. So I was like, oh, I'm going to pull down my visor. Down came a spider. Or did it sit down beside her? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was like, luckily, am I reacted? I I did, I, what is that? React, not... Be, I, whatever I did, I was totally reactionary and irresponsible, and I swerved. Oh! But luckily, I was in my neighborhood. Nobody else was on the road, and I was probably going, I don't know, call it eight miles an hour or less. So everything was under control. But had I turned and been on a main road when I lowered that, who knows what I would have done. And then I would be in the news for why I got in an accident. It's because I reacted to a silly little spider. It wasn't going to hurt me. If you were going me. down the interstate, do you think you would have still swerved? Man, I don't know. I, it's like I had no control. I'm saying I was so reactionary that that's what, you know, I, was, yeah. I wasn't I was thinking. I just reacted. And that's not how you need to be in that situation. I pulled over, got out, shook everything. Can't, still can't find the spider. It might still be in my car, but now I'm prepared. Now I know. Remember the girl with bed bugs tried to burn, burn them out of her car? Yes. Yeah. Cut it on fire? Mm-hmm. That's a bit different. But that's very reactionary, yeah. too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't... Now I feel bad for talking for being confused by her actions. Well, we're glad you're okay. Me, too. It would have been very embarrassing. What was the last one? No, no it was Abby or, or somebody got a thing stuck in her helmet and she wrecked a four-wheeler? A bug in her helmet? Did she, is that her story? 
Yeah, right. Wasn't Abby? Well, what happened with you? You're driving your four wheeler. What happened? Yeah, so I was driving really fast on a dirt road, and just like a bug, like flew in my helmet, and I freaked out. I just I cannot take bugs. Did you swerve? Yeah. So I was kind of going around a curve. So I took my hands off the handlebar, oh. and like I just kept going straight. Yeah. And so I thought at that point, if I tried to readjust, I would like flip it. So I just kept going, and I ran into a fence and woke up underneath it. <gasps> Like it was, I know it was an overreaction. You woke up underneath the four-wheeler. Yeah, I think I got knocked out or something for a while because my helmet flew off and I woke up and I was like, what is happening right now? That's crazy. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Abby, are your friends and family excited that you're performing <laughs> with the Raging Idiots? They're so excited. I think ticket sales like went up. What? Like seven? <laughs> no. A lot. Like my whole family, they like all bought tickets. So did you go back and listen to your performance? Oh, yeah. What'd you think? Cringe. I was cringing. It was just not that great. And then I was reading the comments. Oh, never read the comments. Don't do that. People are mean. I should not have done that. A lot of people they were like, "Um, "Keep your day job, honey." I was like, "Well, I plan on it." So (laughs) thank you. Oh man. But yeah, Abby will be performing at Bobby Fest in Wichita, the Wichita version, which, by the way, Ray's wife is trying to win a trip. You can still win a trip today, but Ray's wife is trying to win a trip. Why? Why is she trying to win it? Well, uh, no, she wants to come out there because I'm going to be on the stage. So she wants to support me like being a good wife. And she hasn't changed her last name. So according to the rules, she is allowed to try and win the flyaway. So, yeah. No, Bay can't win the flyaway. Yeah, if she that'll were look to win so it, rigged. Yeah, no. <laughs> the odds of her winning not that likely, but if she is there, that's kind of going to be awkward, though. Hopefully, there's no grudges from listeners. On the side stage, well, there will be a grudge from me, but on the side stage, <laughs> Raymundo will be pr- doing karaoke. Yeah, that's singing or hosting. Hosting, okay. but I, I think he should try to rock out some Kid Rock. Why Cowboy. not? Oh. oh, it's planned. Yeah, I can do that. That's like his song. I get it now. Karaoke. Karaoke. Okay. Yeah. So you guys get tickets. Come on. Uh, New Braunfels, Texas, Wichita, Kansas. Uh, RagingIdiots.com for tickets. And you can sign up for that flyaway at BobbyBones.com. It's on the front page right now. Today's the last day that you can get in. So appreciate you guys. Bobby Bones Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Moscow. A man was a little drunk at the airport, didn't want to wait in security lines. He's like, how's the quickest way to get in a plane? Saw the luggage carousel. And oh, yeah, he jumped on the conveyor belt. And Crazy. Went down it. That's crazy. <laughs> Sounds fun. It does. It does. Right? It does. That's crazy, though. And so when he came shooting out the other end by the airplanes, police were waiting for him. <laughs> we all would like to do that, right? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would just like to stand on it inside the baggage claim area. Oh, like surf it? Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Like, that would be fun. But yeah, that would, it also, it's also like a trash shoot. You kind of like to go down one of those once mm-hmm. in your life, too. Uh, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Flashback Friday, the year is 2010. Flashback Friday! In 2010, I turned 30 years old, and I thought, this is it. This is the end of times. (laughs) It's a big deal. I thought, I'm so old, this stinks. Ain't no going back. But dang, here I am now, 41. Still getting older. Still at my best, though. (laughs) Still, just... The only difference is things take a little longer to fix themselves. My body doesn't repair as quickly. I feel like I still got that first step. I still do sprints a couple times a week. Still, I still feel pretty good about that. It's just when I hurt myself, it doesn't bounce back. Mm-mm. But 2010, I thought life was over as I knew it. Uh, the biggest country song that year at this time was Luke Bryan, Rain is a Good Thing. Rain makes corn. Corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my baby. Feel a little frisky. The biggest pop song, Katy Perry, Teenage Dream. And the biggest news story, JetBlue flight attendant Steven Slater quits his job in dramatic style by sliding down his plane's emergency <laughs> escape chute while the aircraft is stopped at Kennedy International Airport. He claimed his actions were prompted by the behavior of a rude passenger. He quickly became a media sensation and a national folk hero. Here's a story Fox did about the incident back in 2010. That's when witnesses say Slater lost it, telling off the entire plane cursing at passengers from the intercom. His profanity-laced tirade ended with a quote, I've been in this business for 28 years. I've had it. That's it. Slater swung open the plane's side door and rode the evacuation chute down to the tarmac. (laughs) Port Authority police say Slater took off, 
hopped on the airport's air train shuttle back to the parking lot and drove home. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can you imagine him being a flight attendant now? Because things are really He'd crazy. be duct taping everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. he, he comes in with a backpack full of duct tape. Mm-hmm. You looking at me, Sonic? <laughs> yeah. I want to know what Slater is doing now. Me too. I was going to yeah, say that need too. Yeah, we where are they now on mm-hmm. him. I ha- yeah, I do too. I'm sure anybody. He's probably running JetBlue. <laughs> He's the CEO of JetBlue. <laughs> Came back. Can you get him on? Flashback Friday. Weekend plans, Amy? I'm going to a water park. Wish me luck. Thanks. Hmm. You know, one of those things, being a parent, you got to do things. It's oh, like going to be fun. Park. I oh. like water parks. I don't think I would go, I don't know. I know. I don't know. See, wish me luck. It's a thing. But it it's going to happen. We'll, yeah. Yes. Don't bring anything back in here you didn't come in here with to oh, begin with. Nice. As safe as possible for sure. But yeah. So I mean that'll be fun. You? I like water parks. I just me right too. now, just not for me. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Oh, just because of yes, the times? Every, yes. Yeah, because COVID. I'm just probably not gonna go to water park, but I, I, I like water parks. Yeah, a I did lot. too. We had a place called Wild River Country in Arkansas. We only got to go twice in my whole life. A church group took us both times because it's expensive to get to Little Rock and then expensive for tickets. But as the Two of the most fun times I've ever had. I know. They had a slide. They had like a big slip and slide, but it went downhill and you got on, knew it down on your stomach. Oh, it was awesome. Bones, they have a slide now. I'm not all, not every place, but where you stand and it's very tall and then the bottom of where your feet are just goes. It just opens up. Oh, where is that? Fall straight Here? down. We did it at the Smoky Mountains. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> now I want to go to water park. I've changed my mind. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, my son turned 11 this week. It's what he wants to do. And so it's like, oh gosh. Okay. That's solid for an 11-year-old, the water oh, park yeah. trip. You know, this is the first time in, I don't know, 13 or 14 weeks. This weekend, I have nothing. Mm. Yes. It never happens. I'm pretty excited about that. I have nothing. I'm going to do stuff. We're going to go to a brunch on Sunday. We've already planned it out. We rarely plan brunch. Mostly, it's like we have two hours. We can do this. We're going to go to a brunch on Sunday. Nice. Probably going to play a little golf on Saturday. Yeah, I haven't meaning to talk to you about that. Wait, what do you mean? You have to cancel? I might. You can't cancel. I know, but I might. <sighs> Okay, well, then I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to find work to do. <laughs> it goes back to you working all weekend. All right, you guys have a good weekend. We will see you Monday. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.